Today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. And be sure to add our podcast in the How Did You Hear About Our Podcast Podgo section of the application. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the one and only Rock and Wrestling Podcast. Talk about your psalms, talk about John 3.16. Austin 3.16 says I just whipped your ass. You are listening to the one and only Rock and Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host with the most, Nick, and you just heard it right at the top. Austin 3.16. Yesterday was 3.16. I know it's a day late. Technically, episode comes out on Wednesday. It's 3.17, but I figured, what the hell? Why not celebrate the greatness of of probably the greatest professional wrestler that ever lived in Stone Cold Steve Austin. To me, in my opinion, the biggest star in the business history. I wanted to just talk a little bit about some moments, and I've got my top five Stone Cold Steve Austin matches of all time. So we're going to jump right into it here shortly. And I just, you know, no guests this week. It had been a while since uh, I'd done a non-guest show. I figured, you know what, what the hell, man. Stone Cold, if you've seen the video, it's out there, man. Becoming a yearly tradition now where I crack open a couple broken skull IPAs and chug them just like I'm stone cold in the ring, man. So figured, you know, talk about some great moments, some great matches of his, and and just really celebrate, you know, on National Stone Cold Day. A day late, but hey, nonetheless, you can still crack open a broken skull IPA 
and celebrate. But before we get into that, make sure you follow the podcast on all social media platforms, including the old Twitter machine at Nick's RW Podcast, Instagram Rock and Wrestling Podcast, Facebook Nick's Rock and Wrestling Podcast. Go to patreon.com slash RW Podcast to support the show any way you can. Leave a five star review on iTunes, Pro Wrestling Tees, and Rock and Wrestling Podcast.com for more merchandise opportunities. You know where it's all at. But let's start off with. I'm not calling these the greatest Stone Cold promos, but they're fun ones that I think people forget about. They're fun moments that people forget about. I want to start, this one's not forgotten, because this one is, without a a shadow of a doubt, probably the biggest moment. And I'm just going to play it for you, the audio, right here. I appreciate the fact that you and the World Wrestling Federation care. And I also appreciate the fact that hell, you can kiss my ass. One of my favorite moments ever is when Stone, he, he stuns McMahon. You heard the audio. I just love that little section right there. It's so great when he goes, I love that you and the World Wrestling Federation care. Also, you can kiss my ass. And then, bam, hits Vince McMahon. First time Vince McMahon had really ever been touched like that. And it just, that set off the Austin McMahon you know, phenomenon, the, the Attitude Era, the biggest time in the business ever, and, and that was the, the feud, Austin and McMahon, and that was kind of the start of it, man, and, I, you know, as everybody knows on the show, Sting's my all-time favorite, you know, I was a WCW guy before I was a WWF or WWE guy, but when Austin got hot, Austin became my WWF guy, I mean, he, you know, and it was, you know, by 99, when WCW was down, the only thing that I would turn to WCW for was to watch Sting. I'd, I'd make sure I want to watch Sting, and then I'd, I'd flip back over because the whole show overall and WWF was better. But And Austin was my guy because he was leading the charge. He was just so just cool. And for me, I've been a wrestling fan my whole life, and I can run into people on the streets. If you got a Stone Cold shirt on, you mention Stone Cold, people still go nuts for him. He's that... He's just that cool of a guy. He's stone cold. And you can see it now through things he does, whether it's the podcast, the Broken Skull Sessions, straight up Steve Austin, anything he does, it's like the coolest thing ever. You know, it's like him and The Rock were in the same era, and they're like two coolest dudes walking the face of the earth. Anything they touch turns to gold because they're that cool. And that was one of the moments, him stunning Vince and what he said before, which is just so fucking cool that you can't beat that. My favorite stunner of all time, though, is this one. I'm going to play the audio right here from this stunner. And give you a little present right from the bottom of my heart. Right there when he stuns Stephanie McMahon, one of the greatest, to me, stunners of all time time it was leading into his feud with triple h at no way out 2001 he, they couldn't touch each other and she showed a video of the previous week on smackdown him slap slapping stone cold stone cold comes out says i can't touch your husband but i got a little present for you and then bam stuns one of the just the crowd erupted i remember watching it on raw as a, as a kid just going like man this is like 
And that was what was great about Stone Cold. It didn't matter who you were. If you were Stephanie, if you were Triple H, Vince, Shane, China, anybody. He stunned everybody, man. And, you know, there were some weeks on episodes of Raw where he literally just came out and would stun five people and then leave. And it was the biggest thing you ever see, you know. It's the greatest finishing move of all time because it was it's something quick you can hit out of nowhere. But when it, it got hit, it was such a pop, man. And it was like, and that's what's so great about him now when he comes back. All I want to see him do, man, is all I want to see him do, I want to see him drink some beer and stun people. And that was even the character, even at his prime. Yeah, he had great matches with The Rock and Taker and everybody. But the Stone Cold was, I want to see him drink some beer and hit some stunners. And that's all you cared about. And... I still tell people to this day, the loudest pop I've ever heard in an arena for wrestler, and it's rivaled some rock bands too, is when that glass shattered. That glass shattered and he walked through there. Unbelievable, man. It just unbelievable next level type shit of how loud. They, they say there's the Road Warrior pop. To me, there's that. But then there's the Stone Cold pop. You get the Stone Cold pop. It's another. And then finally, an underrated promo I wanted to bring up that a lot of people forget, but it was a hell of a promo, and it was just a hell of an interaction because of kind of the, the tease of something that never came. But this one right here from 2011. You want a beer? What? You want a beer? What? You want a shot of whiskey? What? Vodka? What? Anything? What? Dude, you're wasting my time if you want to come into my office and talk this what trash to me. What do you want? It's annoying, isn't it? It is annoying. I came in here to give you a breathalyzer, Steve. You're running the show, drinking beers. Can, can you say the alphabet backwards? Well, I can whip your ass backwards. <laughs> the interaction with CM Punk was so great because... Everybody knows the what chance, and it's great that, look, it, it's still a thing, and it's been a year since we've seen a live crowd, uh, and it be, you know, Stone Cold-esque, you know, that's still a legacy that he lives on, but man, um, you know, when you think about it, it's still so great. Look how great he is on the top of his head. I'm gonna give you a breathalyzer. Do the alphabet back. I whip your ass back. Like that doesn't even make sense, but it's the coolest thing ever. And that's just anytime he showed up, he was just, he's just the coolest dude, the coolest pro wrestler of all time. And those are just, just a snippet of some of the promos he has that are just so damn incredible, man. And you know, not only do you get hit with the stunner, but then you get all this trash to talk to you afterwards, man. Oh, dude, just. Just so great, so incredibly fun and entertaining. I you can't you really really can't beat some of, a lot of the stuff he did. That's I don't think we'll ever see a star like him again. But let's transition. I'm gonna transition now here and talk about my top five Stone Cold Steve Austin matches of all time. And this is tough because. He's had some great ones. He's had some great ones at Mania. He's had some great ones on Raw, all over the place. And it's tough because everybody goes to the trilogy with The Rock. I mean, you could make a case that his top three matches of all time are, are those three. And just what order do you put those three in? Very, and it's very, very tough. But he has so many other matches that I think get looked over because 
it was The Rock, two biggest stars at the time, the biggest the business had ever been, and it's just you don't get any bigger than Austin and Rock. But I'm going to start off there and take it with my match, number five match, which is the second of the trilogy, Austin Rock from WrestleMania 17. There's no way that Austin and McMahon could have. McMahon handed Austin the chair, and Austin and Austin won't stay down. The Rock's heart is. We'll do anything, and damn it, I mean. McMahon brought the chair to the ring, and now Austin's using it. Yeah, man, that was. I had to play the ending because Jr. does such a great job in that match of selling you on what a you know momentumous moment that is. I mean, Austin turning heel, joining McMahon after the whole feud, but not only that, that's just a great WrestleMania match of of Austin and Rock, and it's not my favorite of the trilogy. We'll get get there, but man, it's. It's to the top. It's such a good match, back and forth. They, it's it's one of the few times you see The Rock kind of get booed because it was in Houston, Texas. It was Austin's home state, and still my favorite entrance music of his is 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 the Disturbs version. I still think that's the best. Wish he would still come out to that. It just it had a lot of energy to it. But I get why they use the one they use. But man, that that Disturbed. Entrance music was was something else. So that's my number five match is, is Rock versus Austin from 17. Number four is a very underrated match. And it's versus an opponent that he faced a lot. And people probably would think that I would, you know, it'd be a different match. But this match I felt was really good. Some, the story, the follow-up wasn't great. But to me, I, I can watch this match any day of the week. Two hosses going at it, and this is my number four Stone Cold Steve Austin match of all time. Here get this other crutch. Austin rolling to the corner, trying to pull himself up, but the Undertaker is ready. The Undertaker is taking aim on Austin. Wait a minute, there's X Pop. X Pop. X Pop. Taker standing toe to toe. 
little bit of longer audio there but man really really loved the the ending the match with stone cold and the undertaker the first blood i know we i briefly touched on it about uh the the follow-up and the end of an era and that's supposed to be it for events but i really loved that match man i think they did the brutality the physicality in it i loved the ending with the tv camera as you heard Really good stuff, man, and it, I thought it was a lot better than the, the previous match they had. Not previous, but the bigger one that people think about, SummerSlam 98. It's a good match, but it's not what I thought it would be leading up with it being Austin and Taker. This was much better. I enjoyed their feud a lot more in 99 than in 98, and I also loved when they reversed roles again in 01, and Austin was the heel, and Taker was biker Taker, and it was the good guy. So that one... Really loved the dynamics they always played with Austin and Taker, but really loved this particular feud between the two. So that's my number four. So to recap real quick, five was uh, Rock versus Austin from 17. Four is fully loaded, 99, the first blood match. And number three is, believe it or not, I have a couple matches on here where Stone Cold does not win, and this is one of, a, one of two coming at you right here at number three. short clip there really really hard to to because of the match but it was the no way out 2001 with triple versus triple h man the three it was the first time they ever did the three stages of hell and the feud that they had been building for because it goes all the way back to late 99 when austin was run over by the car we come to find out a year later it was rikishi with triple h put rikishi up to it they had their match at Survivor Series. It kind of flowed through there. There was stuff at that year's Royal Rumble where Austin cost Triple H the title against Angle. And then Triple H beat the crap out of Austin when Austin was entering the Rumble. But Austin still won the Rumble. Then the whole whole build-up to the No Way Out match. They can't touch each other. That's where Austin, as I told earlier, played earlier, where he stunned Stephanie. And then on the following SmackDown, Triple H beat the crap out of JR. And just was... Unbelievable. No DQ match, steel cage match. It was really, really done well. And I always thought Triple H and Austin had great dynamics, especially like late 99. They had the thing where Triple H and China took on Austin and JR. Just incredible top-notch, you know, storytelling. You At that time, you really hated Triple H, especially when he was messing with Austin. And then come later that year in 01 when they the two-man power trip, and they come together, and they become a team, and you're like, why would Austin join not only McMahon, but this terrible guy he's feuded for was so long, so it's really long-term storytelling that I don't think we see in the business anymore, especially when you look at a lot of Stone Cold's feuds, when it's, you know, you can trace back to The Rock in late 97, you can trace back, you know, Bret Hart and Owen Hart when he feuded with them, he feuded with Foley in different incarnations, and Kane and Taker, you know, a little bit of the big show, you know, all, all over the place, but that was number number three. It was Triple H in the three stages of hell match from No Way Out 2001. This 
probably would probably be most people's number one because of the moment it created and what happened afterwards. But here's number two of my top five Stone Cold Steve Austin matches of all time. Pinfalls don't count. You got to be careful, Stone Cold. If you knock Bret Hart out, he can't submit while he's unconscious. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Well, I'm sure trying to get away from Bret Hart. Bret Hart's knocked out. The referee's got to stop it. That's easy. Stone Cold. Oh, no. I don't know how much. It's right back up. I'll tell you one thing. Stone Cold is gutsy. How well will a one-legged man do in a butt-kicking contest? I don't care. Listen, let me tell you something, Ross. Bret Hart can get the sharpshooter on on Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh Uh-oh. Oh, Oh, no. Good report. I don't care. What's he doing? Uh-oh, and a rake in the face, and Bret Hart unable to apply the hole. Stone Cold Steve Austin still in the match. Look how much blood Stone Cold is losing. He's got to be weakening. And again, the official right there to call it. That's right, just some of the audio. I didn't play it all. You know, there's just It's so many great moments. But that's Austin versus Bret Hart from WrestleMania 13. I mean, you want to talk about a master class in a double turn? That's that's how you do it right there, and that's that's exactly what they did. And to me, that really is where Austin, because Austin became the babyface after that, and from that WrestleMania to the next, he would become world champion in twelve months. He would become the biggest, you know, in the next twelve months, probably the biggest star the company had ever seen, the business had ever seen. You know, a lot of people say, you know, the King of the Ring promo, you know, put him on the next. Stratosphere to me, the King of the Ring promo is where it started, and he had a little bit of not rough, but kind of had some stuff there with Pelman that was good. But then once he got to that feud with Bret Hart in late '96, their first match at Survivor Series, and then came back around and they feuded at Mania. After that Mania, Austin was off to the races. There was no stopping that guy, and even the the Owen Hart injury, the neck injury he had at that year's SummerSlam was probably, they talk, he's talked about it, it ended up being a blessing in disguise because he couldn't wrestle, but he could cut these promos and he could do all that. And that's where I fell in love with him, when he was just doing stunners and doing promos. He was like, this is the coolest guy. And that's, for me, where it really kind of took off for me was was at that point. And that's where I was like, okay, this is my this is my guy. All right, so to recap real real quick, number five, I had Rock versus Austin from 17. Four versus The Undertaker at Fully Loaded, 99, the first blood match. Three versus Triple H, the three stages of hell match at WrestleMania, uh, not WrestleMania, No Way Out, 2001. And then number two versus Bret Hart, the submission match from WrestleMania 13. And finally, my number one Stone Cold Steve Austin match of all time. One time tonight. Oh, wait a minute. Austin's got the low blow, and now the rock is thinking. He's thinking. And he knows probably what he's thinking about. Yeah. It's for the people. We got 54,000 plus right here in Safeco Field and millions watching around the world. This is for all of you people out there. Steve up the 
24,097 here in over 150 countries around our world are watching this. Our fighting men and women are watching tonight. And God bless you. You're seeing one hell of a match at WrestleMania. Come on, Rock. Do it. <laughs> Rock talking trash. He better be wrestling and not talking here. He'll turn around now, Rattlesnake. Trying to pull himself up. And he does. Getting a little long there, but you get the idea when he, the final match of his career, to me, is is my favorite versus The Rock from WrestleMania 19. It's it's my favorite of the trilogy. I felt that it was, there wasn't, they didn't go no outside the ring. They didn't do a bunch of no disqualification. It was just Rock and Austin, two biggest stars, going one-on-one. -on -one, and it was Austin's last match, fitting last match. If you ever do, go back, watch the whole thing. To me, it's the best match on the whole card, and it's not even the main event. I know Angle and Lesnar's the main event from there, and that's a great match. But to me, Austin and Rock was the main event that night, and it was just incredible, top to bottom. And what else can you say that hasn't been said about Stone Cold Steve Austin? And appreciate everybody's checking out this week's episode. A little bit different, trying something different, trying something new, but wanted to celebrate the the man, the myth, the legend, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Hopefully one day I'll get to interview the guy, man. I'd love to talk some Scorpions and some 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 rock and roll with him. I know he's a big rock and roll fan too. Some Kiss, some Motley Crue, all that, all that good stuff with him. But you know where to follow on all social media, man. We'll be back right here next Wednesday. Same bat time, same bat channel. As, as always, man, once again, I appreciate everybody's support. Until then, peace. I'm out.